um, one of the uh, one of the well-renowned Albany area poets, when told that our next performers were going to be here, said, uh, "Do they come in peace?" He was terrified. Um, and while I uh, I don't necessarily want to blow up their spot, like if they did come to destroy us, um, I think they just uh, came to throw down in the nature of you know the rest of Wordfest, which is awesome. Uh, all the way from Oneonta, New York, ladies and gentlemen, the Intangibles. All right, we are the Intangibles, hailing from Oneonta. Even though that's not where we're all really from originally, but that's the college that we all attend. Um, <laughs> yeah. We all have different backgrounds. Um, yeah. Introduce yourself. I'm Jamie the Lock. I'm from Utica. Oh. Are we going to go down I, I, I already. Go ahead. Okay. I'm Jimmy the Lock, originally from Utica. And uh, <laughs> all right, now you can speak. <laughs> I'm uh, Kay Fear. I'm originally from Olean, New York. And that's all I'm saying. All right. Well, we're going to start off. They're going to do a team piece together. My name is Fascist. This is Diabolical. This is Izzy. This is my lady, the one and only Emma. This is Jimmy Locke and Kay Fear. They're going to do their thing. We're going to step off and come back and switch accordingly. Okay, everybody cool. This is a robbery. You, you fucking pricks, move. And I'm going to execute every motherfucking last one of them. We're going to need your credit cards. Domineer. Gold chains. All your wedding rings. Cash. Checks. Fuck it, your, your entire, entire wallet. But before we can blast through the back with the loot, the boys in blue, protected by golden badges, burst through the entrance screaming, Freeze! 25% of the world's inmate population is currently incarcerated in American prisons, and this is only our first day. We have only heard horror stories that convey soap dropping. Toothbrush My sex. own personal unsanitary paint chip shit septic tank. The same piss stain cum crusted sheets that they haven't washed in weeks. The same crooked COs I saw in Shawshank. Or sterilized tattoo needles that they secretly... No! I will not be your bitch! This is only a constant cause of alarm for the cerebral visions I have of a man behind bars. Scars and raw wounds, charged up chairs, lethally injected doses of deviant behavior, explosive temper tantrum, Tourette syndrome wrapped in aggressive blankets. I, I could, could confess. confess. But the priest is dressed in the same black and white stripes that I've sworn is a test. I wanna rip out my eyes and roll them down the hall just to see beyond these concrete walls. There's just another trial and every sequence that I pull together, but the stems that tie my cerebellum to my spine truly do not know if I will live, live or, or die. die. They better hope I never escape because I've become more dangerous in here than the day I murdered my fate. The day I died to feed a family of four for the consequences of picking the pockets of the next wall. wall street whore. My virgin ass wants to remain holy while others want to stretch it beyond holy. No, I will not be your bitch. We are humans. No, we are animals. No, we are amoebas trapped in the soles of your sneakers. So continue stepping on us, stuck between grooves of murderers, rapists, pedophiles, rock pushers, liars and tyrants and sheriffs. Oh my, liars and tyrants and sheriffs. Oh my, sirens and riots, bloodthirsty pirates, high on some heroin supplied by Mabro items disguised as ordinary, but actually contains drugs and knives wrapped in fabric for addicts, slicing their own piece of the pie in a 180-degree diameter. And this will all be over as soon as I tie the last loop. In my Surprise. Not really. I'm in a four-cornered room begging Jesus for a circular solution to every problem I face. Face to face. face. Like death through a plexiglass 
mirror. Are, Are you surprised? surprised? You shouldn't be. Nearly every person operates at 30% more than their maximum occupancy. So, so no, I will not be your bitch. bitch. I need one more knot. Loop it around. Push it through. So the two million of us represented as dogs to a nation that never exposes the truth. We are humans. No, we are animals. Standing on two-legged chairs and looking up to the heavens. We loop it around. Push, push it through. For the innocent. The guilty. represented minority Americans executed by the death penalty. Staggering. 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 We are but one foot in front of the other on a collision course falling, but we will oh, never hit to a floor. We, we are, are humans. humans. No, we, we are, are prisoners. No, we, we are ghosts. I want to be a movie star. Loving the limelight. Spotlight. Floodlight. I am Clark Gable. Spinning fables and tables. I'm able to label myself as a stable. Or created the cable with stable or changeable made for TV movie. Cut! I don't want to be doing voiceovers forever and never seven heads to do it for... Schwarzenegger. You down. I am the fifth Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I belong to... Breakfast Clubs. Fellowships. Thunderbirds. Rebels. Warriors. Goonies. I've been stabbed, shot, robbed, raped, cursed, that spit at, fed to the lions, dodging bullets, dodging knives, dodging cars, dodging... Balls? See, my life is a never-ending story. Moving pictures emanate from me, counting from the one, saw two, and my three, four brothers, the, the fifth, fifth element, element, six to seven, is murdered by numbers, but eight heads in a duffel bag, plan nine, nine, I'm out of space, ten, ten commandments, oceans, eleven, dirty dozen, thirteen ghosts, fourteen, sixteen candles, one hundred billion dollars. I'm losing control over the numbers that enumerate the plan. Do I choose progressive scan? Or widescreen. Mono. Or stereo. stereo. I am the hero. I am the villain. I am obsessed. We want precious. <laughs> I am always getting typecasted no matter how hard I no. try. I... Do or do not. There is no try. Man, but what do you expect? The rumble in the Bronx? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? No, but seriously. How do Asians like me go up to be overnight celebrities? Well, well can you act? I guess. What, what can you sing? She bang, she bang. Oh, baby, she move, she move. Movies have become so commonplace, even in the poorest of places. Faces I've seen more moving pictures and value signatures over literature. But when do movies reflect real life? And now, all we got is. In a world gone mad. <laughs> In his most powerful performance since Die Hard, Bruce Willis is Disney's The Kid. I grew up to be a loser. Creativity, insight, freshness. I miss the times when movies moved me meticulously. No matter what may make my moments that most in motion to to be be magical. magical. But all too often I lock myself in an empty theater, staring at a blank screen. Life Life revolves like a film reel. Every frame is delicate. When the picture snaps, you You need need to have the strength to splice it back together. Quickly and precise. Sometimes we sit through our entire movie. Just just to to see see that that we get get no credit. credit. 
Thank you. Hope you all are enjoying. My name is Izzy, by the way. I'm from Queens. Look, I am not a crazy, deranged stalker or anything like that. But I gave her those three words. I love you. She turning and opening up her eyelids, washing away the sleep that sheep lose jobs for. She gave me those three words. Who are you? Man, that's the last time I try to explain my love for total strangers. Now, I know you don't know me that well. I know I shouldn't be caging women. But it would seem that if I open your cage, your rage would engage in ways that I do not want to partake in. So please, don't try to escape because that would be fatal. The walls are electrified. So just sit down and listen. From the first time I saw you through my binoculars, I was hooked. We never dated, I know. We never saw face to face. But I saw the same television shows through the window. I heard your voice and saw your face every day on screen. But do not worry. I did not place a camera in the bathroom for I am a gentleman. I was in your house for months, taking those morning walks with you, even though I was on the other side of the street. I almost tried to speak to you, but my mandibles couldn't handle the ample samples that ran from my chrysanthemum sanctums that told me for past recollections and detected sections, insurrected interjections, said that to sustain sense in sentences. I'm a simplified sensibility of the seriousness and secrets of simply to be seeing you. I swear, I didn't want to kill you. I was just waving that axe because I wanted to cut off a lock of your hair to smell. Do you think that's weird? Well, then why do you use Pantene Pro-V with a special recipe with lilacs and peaches that reaches a danger of problem ever since you started wearing that red hat? <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, you know the headache from the 14th, the migraine pain, you're blaming your insane ex-boyfriend for listening to his blasted rap music? <sighs> well, you see, what had happened was... The chloroform was abnormal, so it formed into form of formulas that conformed to the borns and hormones. In other words, it was an expired tranquilizer. My bad, but it's all good enough, because obviously I used a new bottle. See, there was a method to my madness. I'm not crazy, just crazy in love with you. I want to spend time with you, regardless of your looks, of your heights, of your tall, or short, dark, or blonde, dead, or alive. You know those small things, it doesn't matter. Maybe I want to consume you. I mean, I want to consummate our love, because life without you is worthless. Worth livingless. Feels less worth than living. I literally want to be a tear on your face so I can be born in your eyes and die on your lips. But look at other guys and I'll make sure you can't see anything else but me. Run away from me and you won't have anything to run with because my love for you is like diarrhea. I just can't hold it in. And I don't want anyone else having the, I don't want anyone else having the problem that I have, which is you. Bottom line is, if I can't have you, no one can. You have to, you have to forgive him. He's a little strict with the ladies. You know, he's, he's a mandible one. Got a poem. It's my fantasy poem. Under your melodic hypnosis, the syllable closest to even being considered within the same vicinity as a similar spell would be hidden, written umbrella, preventing such a synopsis from being seen. You are my fantasy. Shaking in cold sweats, confused, I sleep simply to see you. Daydreams composed of serene solutions die daily because to tell you the truth, I never expected paradise to blossom, especially where reality often persuades the opposite. 
On the night we didn't meet, I introduced myself. I was attempting to get a salad by the bar while you were trying to get a drink, and I don't drink, but I would have drink. I mean, it wouldn't want to come off too strong, but is the seat taken? Do you mind if I stand? Given the circumstance, I refuse awkward silence. No presumptions, no pretensions. Simply my sincerity in expressing my desires to you. Lately, tunnel vision routines travel that prevented the opportunity for our eyes to lock. And I know part of this is because the key to your heart has been duplicated enough times to declare vulnerability to the highest levels of any intense relations. With that said, I have no intentions on being your man. I just want to mandate maneuvers, maintaining momentum while manhandling your middle, massaging your muscles militantly, managing to run marathons, run your already moisturized G-spot, motivating multiple modes, like mending our bodies like mutual ends of a magnet. Can you feel me? I'm in need of immediate medical attention, not to mention you didn't call. I don't want to give you my number, but damn, could have at least looked it up. For once, just try reading between the lines without your eyes. Imagine a night under the stars, under the blankets, underwear's off. It'd be as though Aphrodite herself had designed and given us her version of the aphrodisiac calendar, further permitting scenarios in which we could creatively implement amongst ourselves. Suddenly, everything in this room right now arouses me. Pardon the ill behavior, but my hormones are so horny, I could probably loan you a chromosome. Sedated by your faint, sweet scent, I wait. In the nature of natural images, your beauty surpasses all which is physical. However, as attracted as I am to you, I evade all significant involvement because I know time reveals the truth. Intimacy builds insecurities. Tennessees turn into rituals, and that is exactly why I don't want to know how your day went. I just want you to know I can make your day end. And if I'm right about you, you're as freaky as I am. Envisioning positions military commanders on the brink of losing war wouldn't even attempt to advise their soldiers to perform. I want you. I want to lay you on your stomach, dig my nails in your back, pulling your hair, legs in the air, timblings on my feet to keep me from slipping. I want you to come so hard that the force of fluid fluctuate in a form of puddle enough big enough to drown in. Forget grabbing a pillow to scream, and I want you to lose consciousness from having the feeling of me in you. I want being with you the only reason why I sleep at night. And I don't care to what extent it'll take to attend your presence. Just give me a day, a time, and I'll be there like the everlasting feeling you get after accomplishing the most sacred of passionate-driven goals, finally fulfilling your life's fatal purpose. Please, allow yourself to be seen. Prove to me you're out there. Prove to me you don't only exist in my dreams. Thank you. How's it going? My name's Emma. <laughs> my father always said something to me that stands out in my mind, that more people died in the name of God than for all other causes combined. So I came close to waking God because I could not stand to watch him sleep anymore. And I gathered up my tired, my weak, and my poor judgment for those who could not stand alone. And I took all my refugees home. As I served them all dinner, I wanted to spell out what could prosecute a sinner, but... No one would listen. They were all too distracted, as if the crucifix had become a bear bulb, and they were all the moths whom the light half-heartedly attracted. So they're slamming their foreheads against that hot glass, and I'm trying to raise up a system. I'm trying to educate a class. I want to tell them that it doesn't really matter if there were apostles or if Red Seas are at all partable by man, because if we're lucky, then we won't live by stories. And if we're fortunate, then there is no grand plan, because if Buddha eats meat on Friday, I doubt any bushes will burn. And if we could all get up off our knees on Sunday, we might have one 
Last chance to learn. Replace your pews with daydreams. And with every Bible you close, take a scissor and rip open the seams to any prose that ever told you it was wrong. To feel jealousy, anger, or lust. Because if you abandon those notions, then all you're left with is the crust of a bread you feared breaking because of the dangers of a warden you might be waking. But there's more out there for us wanderers, a hope we need to find new examples of people that secretly walk on oceans and in the darkness of their closet turn that water into wine should we never fall victim to bronzing them or kneel in their presence when we pass where is god it's your turn to ask because you see i have been there under fierce fluorescent light folded myself origami style into prayer and offered up my best fight and i held her begging solitude an illness caught on the fly while she suffered like a stiff drink and i'm submitting to hymns of why balanced below me she's a freight train kind of beautiful you know the one that moves so fast you can't even see though tonight she's derailed her eyes had gone bloodshot her face had turned pale told me that she lost god in this So I relearned how to wake him because I couldn't bear to see anyone just sleep through it. And if sickness could purge her of blood, organs, and sweat, then religion must have been riding its coattails because faith left her next. And I have been there, leaned against porcelain and pipe, folded myself origami style into prayer and offered up my best fight and... That's when I found my religion, you see. It's right here in this room, and I know you can see it, and you'll start to preach it soon, become a drifter, a vagabond, a soul catcher with a butterfly net, and start having dreams you haven't had yet. Because religion isn't contained in boxes or books. You can't confess it to a priest or measure it in the amount of candles it took to beg your redemption. Sacrifice is not at all what you suspected. And there's this faith that the highest fucking steeple could never have detected. You see, religion's all around us. It's underneath your seat, every door you hold open, every face you meet. It's above you, below you, running through your veins, loose change in your pockets and shirts that have stains. It's the love you came home to, bed you left unmade, the day you wanted to leave, and every time I stayed. You see, we don't need a savior to guide us through qualms. You shouldn't have to tread shallow water or bleed through your palms because whatever is out there guiding us through, the only way you're ever going to find it is to start waking the sleeping God in you. Thank you. Open your eyes only to see dark fog and dust clouds thick enough to prevent the sun from shining through. Step one! It starts when the x-rays engulf the bombs in tear bigger and tamper. Regulated by shields preventing premature detonation of the fuel. The tamper's incinerated. Packing pressure inward. Squeezing the lithium deteriorate about 30-fold. Causing compression shockwaves that initiate fission. Abusing the plutonium rod resulting in heat, neutrons, and radiation. Step two! The neutrons shake hands with lithium deteriorate and agree to morph into tritium. High temperature, high pressure, more radiation. Step, Step three! The neutrons of the fusion reaction and Produce fission in the uranium-238 from the tamper of a shield, producing even more radiation. Step four! Thermonuclear explosion. Before we knew it, it was north. Fission, fusion, fission. South, fission, fusion, fission. East, fission, fusion, fission. West, fission, fusion, fission.
It's amazing how a chain reaction that happens in about 600 billionths of a second can make time crawl like a birth-defected infant. Leaving skin infected, sizzled like kindling. The wind becomes your enemy, spreading radioactive fallout. Vaporized buildings! Civilians crushed on the crumbled ceilings. Oxygen plagued. Oxygen plagued and dangerous to breathe in. Minds fried, third eye scorched, 500 million degrees Fahrenheit. Welcome, Welcome to, to Ground Zero. Zero! An open microwave deteriorating life within grasp. To the caves! To, to the, the shelters! To the center of the earth! We were amongst the people beneath one of the hypercenters in a government-funded underground community. The people of you, free of disease and crime. We were given the opportunity to live in subterranean hostels, chosen to be dub storytellers for future generations. When the ceiling gets this low, the water tends to rise. Leaving lips to kiss faded with pages of diaries written by deceased relatives. I wish it was 2006 again. Back when we had a chance. Back when the future was still within the grips of our youth. Before having to hide it under the ground to evade radioactive waves, obliterating a generation too afraid to change the path pointing to a nuclear holocaust. I remember when it was only $2.85 a gallon to be down for the cause. But now that Armageddon is a thing of the past, we can all hold hands with amputated limbs and rejoice the possibility of rectifying the irreversible means to an unjustified end. We proceed with nowhere to go. Nothing to follow. Other than the bodies preserved in tombs bay below the earth's surface. Surviving several degrees of mutilated transformation. And to think they're the lucky ones. So, so we dig! For the sake of our children's children. So we dig! For the 100 megatons heading over 100 cities. Producing temperature drops too severe to endure. That is why we must dig until we reach the core of the earth. The child of the sun. The womb from which the human race was birthed. What if the second coming of Jesus was already someone's aborted fetus. And we're just too scared to accept. That no one is coming to save us, so we dig even deeper and hope to be reunited with strangers who can reveal their, their stories, stories, their culture, and their language. So together we can create new forms of art through poetry, restore our history, and reclaim our heritage. Because when the hands of time are no longer able to hold on to existence, these words will be all we have left. When I was born, my fingers were sewn into fists. And I wasn't even able to bend them. I'd go to reach for my toys on top of the mantle, so tired of an imagination outside of the perfect plastic wrap, I want to open them. I want to play with my transformers on the walks of side streets next to yesterday's hopscotch, chalk dust, and couples on their last chance for a kiss doorsteps, because even the tip, tap, tap of a passing woman's heel on the street would heal me. And as a child, I needed to live by this beat. But I was too used to all the false knowledge behind all the pages of fictionist picture books. REM was just something that I did in my sleep. Poison was something that people frequently drank in Duran. Duran was obviously a misprint. But still, I had all their posters on my wall and I used rubber cement so my father wouldn't tear them all down. He wanted me to grow up and to cast this image of success instead of falling for those old times of rock and roll. So I kept these hands in my pockets. And regardless, I smiled. 
But I don't think that I'll ever tie the headlines together between a disease like HIV and the death of Freddie Mercury. But sometimes you just have to break away from your idols and through the storm clouds of rock and roll covers and complain that there's no rain in the gauges to fertilize my sound gardens that grow to feed my appetites for destruction. And I know this, so I arm myself with guns and roses. I ask my Jefferson Airplane to land on my rooftops, but only if Scott Weiland would become my own personal stone temple pilot. And I'm stuck here in a fantasy based upon the context of recorded radio edits with sticks and stones playing through my headphones. Never mind the bullocks, the queen is dead. I'm singing Bohemian Rhapsody through the microphones, or is it just a post on the far corner of my bed? But that's when my father knocks on my door. Saying, open this door, I hear a shh of his belt sliding through the last loops of his blue jeans. I suspect gasoline on my walls and patches placed on my clothes where there used to be holes. But before he can open this door, I scream through the woodwork of all these post-grunge metaphors that these times are too real, they're not just dimes in the jukebox. So fuck all these cover bands and the likelihood that you're not going to get two footsteps beyond this door and tear down my means to rage against machines. Machines and hide a life inside until I'm old enough to sever the ties of these strings that bind me. So if you see two fingers in the air waving high enough above a crowd for this whole world to see, it's for the band and the boy playing with his transformers on the side street like Kurt Cobain, screaming his life to the sound of my fingers and the rhythm of a heartbeat, saying that this rock and roll is inside. You wrote a suicide letter on the backside of a birthday card that simply read, How long will it be? And before the ink dried, you buried it between your bedsheets where we reached our hands down each other's pants in hopes that we might find love. But instead, we found an answer. We found our matching heartbeats, twisted into intricate melodies of fluid movement and heavy breathing. And in our lust, we found meaning. So we became infatuated with these late nights, fucking in the blacklight. So take another hit or pop this pill, just close our eyes, turn the radio loud enough to drown out this conversation, then pull the trigger and drive. We were a head-on collision just waiting to happen. Another high-speed DUI Friday night suicide. Our lips locked, jaws clenched as moments got lost inside of us. We were wrapped around each other like hulls of twisted metal, pieced together like shards of glass that neither of us felt, so blinded by the flashing lights that I didn't even notice the steering wheel was missing. We were spinning out of control, but it was the first time I'd ever felt like I was really living. Death handed me the die and whispered, It's your turn to roll. Just give me $20 in your unquestioning trust, and I'll show you a glimpse of heaven. Just $20 in your unquestioning trust and I'll make you forget what it's like to be human. So I did. I swallowed the pill and now I know exactly what heaven is. 
Because it's just another inebriated illusion based upon false highs. And yet it's a pitch-perfect perspective of who I am in God's eyes, of who God is in mine. Because what goes up must come down eventually. Even God cannot escape the laws of gravity. You and I, we fall somewhere in between. We're a Picasso face painting, beautiful yet twisted, a warped image of our own expectations. We've been encased on this canvas that mimics the three dimensions of our altered perceptions, like these tripped out sentences that are trying to sound like a poem. Insert tragic ending here. We were a head-on collision that finally stopped spinning. The moment had lost its meaning, but we were still trapped in it. One last kiss and we'll become another blacked out memory of a bathroom floor nightmare as we slowly dissolve these feelings like they were never really there. And every summer night sky had another star for me to wish on, but I never did find a way to say, I love you. So I'll say it now. In this voice that I couldn't speak in before. I'll spell out the vulgarities and I'll translate all the metaphors because you opened my eyes to a world beyond my reality. To the hallucinogenic aspects of my own mortality, I saw the insecurities I had laced between these bedsheets and the need for my humility and the sadness of your eyes. Because your smile is as timeless as a Shakespearean tragedy. It aches like a happy dagger impaled through my chest plate with that cotton mouth kiss written across these chapped lips asking how long will it be? How long will it be before we feel this way again? And how long will it be if it never really ends? Love is an answer without a question. A violent chemical reaction between two souls. And we have no control. Because sometimes it takes less strength to hold on than it does to just let go. That'll be our, our last piece for tonight. You guys have a beautiful thing to watch here. Woo. So how many people here have been to a poetry right? slam? Anyone? Clap a little, Peace I don't know. A couple of people. <laughs> well, the next poem we have is basically dedicated. Isn't dedication to a lot of poets who go to a lot of uh, poetry slams. They speak about similar topics, and a lot of times it conflicts with a lot of other poets because they're usually saying the same thing. So we have a poem pretty much explaining the whole art of Poetry Slam. And if you feel it, we live on your energy, so please give it to us. This is a poem about poets who write poems about other poets' poems. This is not, however, a poem taking too much time to describe to you what this poem is not. So where do we start? That all depends on what kind of poem you want to do, Diabolical. Well, I want to write a poem about being flamboyantly gay. Because I am the fashionably dressed, diva-obsessed H&M employee of the week. Mm. Brittany Mariah, why must you be so fabulous? Fabulous. I like watching Project Runway while choking down my boyfriend's cock. <gasps> I'm going to write a poem so homosexually explicit that even the most liberal audience will be discomforted and disgusted by it. Then I'll start talking about hate crimes to make them feel really bad. Aww. So what kind of poem do you want to do, Izzy? Yo, Izzy, do, do a serious piece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are the lyrics I want to speak and spit. Because you see, many times a poet's poem's purpose is to bring tears to my eyes. My, my eyes, eyes that, that cry to the, the sky. sky. Oh, my mother, may she rest in peace. But dude, your mother's still alive. I know. But exploiting a dead family member could score me a 30 Or at least a 28 To make words seem more significant You say them with passion And as we soiled our pants and tainted our souls Our bonds became whole So what about you, Jimmy? 
What kind of piece do you want to do? Um, Why don't you no. do an identity yeah, piece? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I can't. Why not? Because I'm white. Oh. Well, well, what can you do? I can splice the woolly mammoth with the plant. Add a couple of elements, throw in a pethic, and weather in the middle, some mammogram comments. See? It just starts getting silly. My formula equals use big words and talk really fast. Use odd syllables, bust anomaly, get anomaly out, and try to make people laugh. Hmm. Hey, fascist. Yo. You want to get down on some reggaeton? Gasolina! Stumble gasolina! Nah, I'd rather talk to the ladies. Hey. Combine hip-hop with ill-syllable placement and incorporate continuous alliteration with instructions. Yo, can I ask you another no. question? No! Um, would it be considered a prop foul if I were to uh, whip out my... Uh, Whoa! Minor deduction! Well, what else is popular? Let's, Let's talk, talk politics, because we all know war, war is, is now, and now is war. After all, there's life, there's death, the sun rises, the sun sets, as oil drips from red and white and blue fingertips. What? But we all know nothing works better than a good fuck. It emphasizes meaning, and to mean it, you, you gotta, gotta scream, scream it. it. So it's up to the journey. But when did the origin of originality originally craft the original mapping? Was it formulaic, inspired, or designed to make the audience start clapping? Style, Style is a public domain. domain. We all subconsciously pilfer from projection pockets, and in return, unknowingly give back to the homeless vocal village. So now we wait. And maybe, if we're lucky, someday, someone will write a poem responding to this poem about poets who write poems about other poets' poems. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>